Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That's because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success. Because their stories can offer you direction and help you reach your own goals through your planning and your committed effort only. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest has a background as a homicide and undercover narcotics detective. He's the founder and CEO of Armor Barra Protective Services. His company is a multi-million dollar security firm servicing executives and global celebrities and global celebrities. He is a Bachelor of Science in Business and built a well-respected legacy in law enforcement before moving into the private sector. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Terry Brown. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hey, said all that, then is he still talking about me? Is he still saying all those great things about my brand? How you doing there, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get those too much. <laughs> well, you get them a lot because, you know, Transition is what we all fear in life, you know, where you get in a regular check and you get comfortable with that regular check. And then all of a sudden you about to you got an idea and a lot of people don't support you on that idea. When you start talking about doing other things, tell, tell us about the transition from the, uh, you know, from a 40 hour week job with some overtime and making a good living to say, you know, some I'm going to bet on me. You know, you know, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I started my this whole journey as a um, police officer um, in California, Northern California, a place called East Palo Alto. And um, it, it was um, an interesting job. East Palo Alto was the um, uh, murder capital in 92. Mm-hmm. Um, 90, January 93, I went to robbery homicide. Um, that presented its um, own set of challenges, of course. But, you know, it, it was a lot of work, a lot of overtime, but it was a lot of working for someone else. Right. And so I had a son who was, you know, getting up to the those formative years. And, you know, my daughter, I wasn't really there a lot for her. And so I said, you know, my son came, I wanted to have more control of my time. So my journey uh, initially into entrepreneurship was simply because I wanted to spend more time with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, the money I wasn't really concerned with initially that comes later. Um, but, um, the transition for me was, um, trying to figure out where I fit in, in the private sector and what that looked like. I spent the first 13 years of my life in law enforcement. That was, you know, um, that was pretty easy. I understood what my path was there. Um, the private sector is a little different. Now, let me ask you this. This is really interesting because when I, when I, when I, Gave your credits. It was talking about servicing executives, which I'm sure that's corporate executives and global celebrities. Those are two unique uh, areas and they have to be treated differently. One, when you walk out there, the celebrities, they know who they are. So that means that uh, the reaction in public is going to be different. But then executives, you know, a certain group of people may know who they are, which which makes for their security to be unique. Explain the difference in how your company handles both. You know, um, when you're talking about uh, corporate executives, uh, uh, a lot of times 
people really, they don't have face recognition. Um, people know about them through print. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now and then, you know, on TV and in, in the news, but um, face recognition really doesn't come into play a lot. Obviously, celebrities that, you know, they're waiting for you no matter where you go. Um, they could be, you'll, you'll see paparazzi at the hotel. You'll get to your, your venue, your event, and they're there beating you there. So, th- I mean, it's, it's a constant um, navigating between the uh, paparazzi and things of that nature. Um, corporate executives, um, you know, there uh, are our, our protection for them is centered around um, life's challenges. So they, they can make an exi- they can make a uh, decision and it'll affect uh, a lot of people's lives, their livelihood. So those are real life issues. Mm-hmm. So liberties, uh, you know, it's not the same. Um, but, you know, you kind of, you know, with corporate executives, you, kinda, you have that, that uh, space where you have the, the opportunity to plan, pre-plan uh, what they're doing, their movements and things that issue. Celebrities all the time, you're kind of flying off the cuff. You're, you know, you have to be flexible in your, in your movement uh, with celebrities. Well, this really is because I, you know, I manage major celebrity talent like Steve Harvey and currently Stephen A. Smith and both of them are different. Like Stephen, Stephen A. Smith, he uh, in, in, in invites people to sign autographs and take pictures with and Steve is a little bit more reluctant to do that. And so with that being said, you have to deal with that, too, because different celebrities treat their fans or how people approach them different and how do you how do you how do you deal that do you sit down and talk to the talent do you sit down and talk to the celebrities on how that situation should be handled by or how or do you make recommendations you know initially you try to have that conversation with them so they you know clearly understand what you're trying to do to keep them safe um with celebrities you always i mean all your clients you have to kind of understand who they are and what they want right um what they find uncomfortable and um you know what they find you know this this actually comfortable um uh, you know i have kevin hart and Mm -hmm. kevin is very very um uh open to his fan base right um he wants to be approachable and i think that's part of his charm and part of his brand Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you have to figure out in a split second who um, has, you know, ulterior motives, who who presents a problem for us to move in and out of different environments, you know, who has um, ill will towards him um, for whatever reason. You have to kind of figure that out with um, body language, um, movement, their movement, things of that nature. And it's kind of an uh, ever-changing type of environment. But some some clients don't want to sign an autograph. Some clients don't want the um, interaction of uh, general public. And you have to navigate through that and figure out how to, you know, do it so that they don't look like the bad guy. Absolutely. And that, that's really what it comes across, especially in this age of social media. People can quickly troll you with negative posts and say you did this and you can just be headed into an office space or headed to sign an autograph or the autograph session has ended and you try to get out of the building to catch a flight or sometimes they say this is what this is the cutoff time and you have to go. And so and so you have to play yeah. the bad guy or, or or set the situation up so the escape route and it really is when you when you got a talent like a Kevin Hart, you got 
got the, you got these high profile talents where they can move people, thousands of people when they walk out in the public in the general street. They can just move bodies like that. Yeah. And and when you say it's really amazing how they can just walk. I remember Steve and I, we shut down a mall one time. We had to go out the back door to get out of a mall because of the fact that hey. he could not go back out into the general populace. It, Population in the mall. I have a, I have a mall story with Kevin. Cool. We went to um, the mall in Houston. What's the ma- uh, major mall in Houston? Um, Galleria. Uh, Galleria. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to Saint Laurent, second floor. Mm-hmm. We walked in, um, and I, I kid you not, within five minutes, I looked outside the, the store, and there were thousands of people waiting outside the store. I walked out the store entrance to kind of, you know, see what was going Gaging, on with yeah. it, what it, what it look like, <laughs> mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, when I say thousands, I mean, upstairs and downstairs, police showed up. They told us we had to leave. Yes. You know, I didn't really uh, appreciate that part of it, but then when he, when they explained, you know, the, um, you know, the um, problems with people running and, potential beginning um, hurt or injured. I was like, okay, I understand that. Um, and so we, we had to leave, mm-hmm. but you're talking within five minutes. They, they, they didn't shut the mall down, but the mall was shut down because everyone was outside the store trying, trying to get a gaze at Kevin. Right. Because so those things happen and you, you have to figure that stuff out. And quickly too, quickly too. And that, and that comes across as a, as a, can be like, you know, uh, uh, fans can take that as a negative. Oh man. Oh, I, I, he could top, stop and take one photo. Once you stop and take one photo, the other person is going to want that photo. And so a lot of times you'll see celebrities say, okay, take the photo as I'm walking, take the photo as I'm walking because they can't, if they stop, it's, it's, you cannot move forward anymore. It's really an interesting world because, like I said, you know, you represent one of the a global face. So he go to England, somebody knows. He go to South Africa, somebody knows. He goes to Canada, somebody knows. He go to Mexico, somebody knows. He goes to Russia, somebody's going to know Kevin Hart. When you have a face that visible, it does create problems. But then again, when you have corporate execs, they want that same type of security. They want that same type of a, 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 a handling because they feel they're equally important because a lot of times, I'm going to ask you this question, Terry. A lot of times celebrities have to be treated that way, especially when they travel out of the country. Have you had to deal with that? Taking, uh, not celebrities, I'm talking about a corporate executives out of the country, especially when they travel in Mexico. Um, yeah, I've never been in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I take that back. I went to Mexico one time with a client, uh, but it wasn't for business. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's a different dynamic as well because you got to pay attention to the climate of the country that you're, you're attending. You mm-hmm. have uh, civil mm-hmm. unrest. Um, in Mexico, obviously, you know, you have the kidnapping situation. Yes. That's a business onto itself mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing when you travel out of the country is understanding the laws um, in those countries because those laws are very different um, from the laws that we're used to. Um, being a police officer, um, yeah, it's, it's very different. Um, we went to, um, and this is not South America, we went to Dubai and yes. we had our radios, that, you know, for communication and they took them. Mm. And um, because I saw, they saw that as a um, uh, uh, equipment um, not suitable for their, um, their country, mm. largely because it affects their communication systems. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of um, people in those countries feel like you're infiltrating their, their uh, systems. Right. So they took our radios. 
They took our radio. So you have to really, I mean, traveling abroad, that, that's a different animal unto itself. Um, you, you have to clearly understand what those laws are. You have to clearly understand what the customs are. And you have to um, figure out a way. Either you're going to get someone on the ground over there to uh, move with you. Yes, come on. Or you that's have correct. to move move uh, gingerly, you know, through the uh, landscape so, of those countries. Let me ask you this. I'm talking to uh, my man, Terry Brown. He's the CEO of Armor Bear Protective Services. It's a multi-million dollar security firm that services executives and global celebrities. One of his primary talents, we have to say, as a global celebrity is Kevin Hart. What, what, what are the code of ethics that you have to follow when you when you establish a protective services agency? You know, every, every company, every person had their own set of code of ethics. For me, what I try to establish um, with my company is um, honor, uh, integrity, uh, dependability, reliability, loyalty, yes. um, those things. But also, in, in, in addition to that, you know, you have to have a heart for giving, you know, because in, in a sense, what we do is we serve our clients and you have to have a servant's heart. Mm-hmm. You get paid for it. You get paid nicely for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you do have to um, have those other things, you know. Being dependable, there's no excuses. Not being where you need to be at the time you're supposed to be there. I mean, that's just, that's that's um, executive protection one-on-one. Uh, luckily for me, I learned that from law enforcement, my law enforcement right. days. Right. But, yeah, just being um, dedicated being um, honest, being dependable, being flexible. Flexibility is another good one because, um, you know, like I said, with dealing with um, uh, entertainment clients, mm-hmm. you, a lot of times what I'm trained to do, I don't get the chance to exercise those things. So you have to be flexible because there isn't a lot of uh, flexibility there for you to um, or time for you to do what you, you're trained to do right. um, to make sure that that client is safe. So you have to be flexible and, and, and deal with the hand that you're given. It's really is true. Um, you know, you was an undercover uh, narcotics detective dealing in homicide. Like you said, you know, that's a dark side of life. And you want to just get into the entrepreneurial field just to spend time with your son, just to just to be there. When it wasn't so much a 40 hour week or the overtime you had to spend, but also knowing that you have a son you have to raise. And then you then you found and become the CEO of Armor Bearer Protective Services. What is the key, a couple of key things that really established the growth of your company? Oh, man, two main things that come to mind right off the bat. Um, well, a little more, but, but initially I have the support of a uh, wonderful wife at home. My wife, Absolutely. Kim, she, she supports me. I'm gone a lot. <laughs> I and know, so I know. she makes sure the household thing is taken care of. My wife is wonderful. So I get to go out on the road, do what I do, and not have to worry about what's going on at home. The second thing is I have a great, team that works with me here at Armor Bear, um, um, starting with um, my COO, Will Goldsboro. Um, I, I just, we, we have a great team, um, a team. We, I don't, I don't subscribe to, you know, I make all the, the you know, the rules and, and decisions. I do it with a team effort and um, I have a team that I actually trust uh, to um, give me the right feedback give me the right information so that we can make a concerted uh, um, decision on what it is we need to do to move forward. The other thing is, um, I think early on for me, 
is I decided that if I was going to go into the private sector, I needed, number one, to be uh, to educate myself to the private sector. So I, I feel like everyone who does something entrepreneurial, they need to become a student of their industry. So I read a lot. Uh, I made sure that I avail myself to differences in style. Mm-hmm. Um, a good friend of mine, he runs a company in, in D.C. area, um, he his company is totally different from mine, right. and it's easy to, for me to sit back and and say that you know we're we're this or we're that. But no, when I sat down and had a conversation with him, um, we call him Spoon. He um, explained what he does, and his brand is just different from mine. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just like I said, you have to become a student of the game and understand that you know everyone is different. Everyone has something to offer, and no one's better than the other. You just try to be the best version of you. I totally agree with that. You know, the interesting thing about it that I want to just put on top of that is relationships are key. Your 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 name, your brand is key because when you're talking about security, it's about trust. You have to trust and you have to be patient because sometimes you might just be standing outside a restaurant five hours. You might stand outside a hotel door and you don't know when you're going to leave that hotel door. You you have to exercise patience, good vision, and, and, and also realize that you're not the star. You're not the star. You are the person there to secure people to make sure they they get home to their family. And if they have fans, the fans don't feel like you're the jerk or he's the jerk. So there's a lot of things that come into play that a lot of people don't realize when you're providing security. It's not just a step aside, step aside, get out the way, get out the way, get out the way. You're really shaping and also helping to develop and maintain that corporate executive's company's brand or that celebrity's personal brand. Correct? Yeah. You know, you have to be okay with being in the shadow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you got to be okay with building, help build someone else's brand. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing. You know, um, you put, again, what we do is we serve. And you got to put their needs um, ahead of yours. And and I think that, you know, like for me, when I came into the business, I think I came in and was brought in, um, in a, you know, the right way. And so I don't need the limelight, never have me jumping on a radio show on the radio show podcast with you is, is a, is a reach forward for me mm-hmm. because I'm so used to being in the shadows mm-hmm. that it's tough for me to, to step out and talk about who we are. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm coming out that, that shell a little bit, but that that's you, you're absolutely right. You, you know, you have to be okay with, um, <laughs> You know, being in in the, in the background mm-hmm. and letting someone else shine, and, yeah. and so, um, like you say, the whole idea is for them to get to where they need to get to, so they can do what they do best Absolutely. and get home safely. Absolutely, you know, Absolutely. and so that's that right right there. That's in that's it in a nutshell. Well, Terry, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I know um, this is not something you normally do. That's why I'm, I'm happy to get you on the show and let you realize about the brand that I'm trying to do with Money Making Conversation. It's about entertainment and entrepreneurship because you're a brand. And I bring individuals like you on my show to let everybody know there are, there are so many options to be successful, but you got to follow your your faith. You got to follow your, your vision and you got to have a plan. And you started in one direction doesn't mean that's your final journey. And that's what I love about what you're saying, that you, that you, you trusted your instincts and then you surrounded yourself and then you had people a support group that allows you to be you terry so i want to thank you for coming on my show 
I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Cool. If you want to hear more interviews on Money Making Conversation, go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.